I'm here with, how do you say your name? Cavi Sonas? Is that how I say it? Cavi Sonios. <sighs> yes. Close. All right. Um, well, she's going to introduce herself and we'll go from there. Hello. Like I said, my name is Cavi, like caviar, and I'm an IFBB pro, which is International Federation of Bodybuilding, like Arnold Schwarzenegger League. I do figure co competitions internationally, and I've had the honor this year to be the first bodybuilder to be a high fashion model um, at Kauai Fashion Week. So I'm trying to bring awareness to the world that us muscular women can be strong internally and externally as well as beautiful and elegant. So thank you so much for having me, Brandon. Yes, I've been, I've been waiting for this forever. So, yeah. But um, so what, what made you get into like fashion? Was that something you always liked? Yeah, well, it goes back to when I was around 16 years old and I wanted to be a high fashion model. I just wanted to be a model like a lot of girls do. And I stand at 5'8", so I'm not the tallest girl for, for runway. And so because of that, uh, I was told to lose a little bit more weight um be as small as possible and then i would have a chance to to start doing you know the modeling that i wanted to do so i was like okay okay and um quickly that that grew into insecurities and unhealthy habits and you know the whole story of that so um to make a long story short it brought into anorexia and bulimia in my life and so i had a hidden eating disorder for most of my life um and then at, at age 21, I was trying to do the modeling and I just had so many health problems. I landed in the hospital and that was my wake up call. That was like, oh, my goodness, I have a major issue. Um, you know, I was 92 pounds. <laughs> um, and yeah. And, and so it was really I had angels looking over for me to you know, still be alive at that point. And that's when I got into fitness. Um, my obsession beforehand was I this was back in the 80s. This is before the internet and really when fitness was popular. And I had seen this poster of this fitness model. Her name is Monica Branch. She was one of the pioneers. But I saw this poster at one of my, my guy friend's house, you know, at like 18, 19 years old. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but it's hot. <laughs> and I want to look like that. Like, it was just like, wow, this, it changed my life moment. And so not knowing how to train and eat properly I thought naively, the less you eat and the more miles you run, I'll get that six pack. I was obsessed with, I wanted a six pack. Um, and so that's when I, like I said, at 21, I, I hired a trainer and um, I started becoming a strength coach. I went to college to be a strength coach and train athletes and really got into fitness. Um, and so years went by and I, as, as I said before, I had a hidden bulimia, just trying to eat but train and just you know just a, a huge mess a huge hidden mess and um in 2008 I said enough's enough and I hired my first fitness coach to do my first show I was like I'm going to give you all the power you tell me what to eat how to train because what I'm doing isn't working and I just want to you know do a competition just to do it and um I want it <laughs> um, I won first place and, and qualified for nationals and for the first time in my life and you have to understand I mean at this point I'm in my 30s for the first time in my life I was like oh my goodness this is what my body wants to do I don't have to starve it so ridiculously this is what naturally my body wants to have some muscle and wants to train this way and so I, I started to embrace it um, and a long story short 
the the fitness competitions and being in you know learning how to eat properly and educating myself and becoming aware of what different foods do to my body and what different training does to my body it healed my eating disorder i mean it gave me coping skills enough to be able to have a pretty balanced um life have my voices you know quiet and you know overcome it as much as possible so um to move forward with that, um, I was, like I said, I was being a strength coach and then I was competing and um, I had my family, I had twins and literally 16 months after my full term twins, I went to a pro show and I won Miss Universe and won my pro card 16 months after twins. So, um, so I have a message out there of no matter what you're going through, um, no matter where you are in the world, there's a way to to train, to, you know, be true to yourself, to exercise, to eat healthy, to become aware of what foods do to you, what become aware of what is in our foods um, and being aware of, of proper training for the goals and also for what you want to look like. <laughs> we'll be honest here. <laughs> a lot of the motivation is, you know, to, to look a certain way. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. And what, do, do you still compete for right i haven't competed in two years um my next goal my ultimate dream when i when i was in the hospital and starting to get into fitness my ultimate dream was to be back on the runway as a healthy girl and i didn't know how that was ever going to happen because i wasn't going to get taller you know and that was really what was my my struggle with um for runway but um to achieve that i have a designer Shaw Lee um, Ahmad Kator is, and he's based in India, but he does a lot of shows, and he does Kauai Fashion Week, Miami, LA, Fort Myers, and and whatever. And so he has been a fan of my fitness work and my modeling work for over ten years. And he approached me, and he was like, "You are who I want to represent this line. You know, I want you to be one of my head models." And I was just so honored to have that opportunity. And so there we go. Um, and it was such a, a dream come true. And and the fans and the people and all the models, everyone was very, very positive. They loved the look. Um, they loved the, you know, the lean, strong woman physique rather than the really skinny, scrawny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> models up there. And it was a very positive, it was a very positive, um, you know, life moment for myself, but also hopefully, you know, future change, you know, for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you, like, you know, do you, did you always want to design as well or was that something that later came up no okay so what happened i have these sparkly ties i have swartzy crystals on ties and it's just loads and loads of fun it's just a fun fun thing and one of my shows so let me back up so when we compete i have these swartzy crystal gowns i wear i mean they're up to 1600 dollars each when i compete i mean you're not wearing much. You have a tiny bikini, but they're really expensive, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I, I didn't like one of my shows and I had a temper tantrum and I was flicking off these crystals off my suit, like, screw this, screw this. I want a carb. I'm going to, you know, all this. And one of, uh, one of the crystals landed on my manager's tie. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so with all the crystals, I took all my, I took all my crystals off my suits and started practicing on really cheap ties on different designs. And at that time I was, um, helping out with the Miami Heat and they went to um this is how I this is how I debuted it it was on NBA finals on Father's Day and I think it was 2014 I think it was I have to get that year right and um I told all my fitness fans I was like look for a, a bling bling crystal tie because 
the bronze coach, Keith Askins, is going to be wearing my bow tie that has Swarcy crystals on it. And sure enough, he, um, he wore like four throughout the year. It was great. But yeah, sure enough, you know, this crystal tie is on TV and everyone's like calling me like, oh my gosh, I want my husband to wear one. I'm like, okay, if they can wear one, I'm going to wear one. And it was just so much fun. And they happened to win the, you know, um, NBA world championships. So I was like, oh, maybe, I, you know, my ties were a little bit of good luck with that. But um, <laughs> so with that, it's been so fun. And, and I just debuted as a designer on the runway um, with Ka- Kauai Fashion Week and the mayor of Kauai, um, Bernardo Cavallo Jr., who used to play for the Miami Dolphins. He's a big, big boy. Debuted my ties on the runway, and it was such a hit. It <laughs> was working it, and the videos are great, and the pictures are great and stuff. So, um, like I said, it's just been a, a whole lot of fun. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's actually a crazy story because it's like – so you it wasn't planned, but you wanted to design something. You just kind of had this random idea. It's just a random idea, and you know, I like my name, Cavi. Everyone kind of always was like Kathy, and I'm like, no, no, Cavi, like caviar. And I was like, wow, this is like absolutely a perfect brand for me, you know. And then with caviar, it's more expensive, so the swartzy crystals, you know, the ties are a little bit more expensive with the crystals on it. So yeah, it just happened to, you know, life is just amazing if you're open-minded and going with the flow with it, you know? So um, it was not the intention in any way, but it, it worked out and it's just been so much fun. Um, you know, getting it on celebrities, having it, it was on ESPN for a couple years and, you know, just to have my fans like watch ESPN, you're going to see a sparkly tie. And, and every week I'll get like different emails or at people asking, does so-and-so wear your tie? And I'm like, yep. Or they're like, that looks like a caviar tie. And I'm like, yep, you know, so, so it's kind of like secret code fun. If you see a sparkly tie, <laughs> now, you know, the source of it. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and do, did you decide to like, do you want to do other things besides just ties or, or are you already doing that? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to do a casual line um, with my designer. It's all still kind of up in the air. Right now, with what's going on with all the clothing stores and retail closing down, it's just a whole different world. Because um, I was, you know, I had clothing in different stores and stuff, but everyone's ordering online, and mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just kind of sitting back. I'm, I'm going to do a bunch of different runway shows next year because that's just a lot of fun for me. Um, but I'm going to sit back and see what the industry does on, on the best way of it. So, um, you know, kind of going with the flow of it because retail has just completely changed in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And do you like the fast kind of fashion thing that's going on or is that something? Yeah, whatever way to have fashion. I mean, you know, fashion is just so fun, you know, for me. So whatever, if people are enjoying it, you know, whatever aspect of it, awesome. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a, a great way to express yourself and and, you know, I just, it's just such a joy to be in the industry, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm from two different worlds. I go from the fitness industry, which is so completely different than, you know, especially high fashion industry. And so to have the two, you know, in my life is just a huge balance for me, you know, and enjoyment. Uh-huh. And th- when you, what is like uh, the most kind of the a fashion that kind of like blew your mind where you saw it and it was like, what, what, this has like never been done before, especially since there's a lot of, runway shows that I, I just like I've never thought of that as an idea 
Oh, um, anything couture. I mean, if you watch anything couture of just the artistic makeup to the hair to just the um, extreme, I guess, designs, um, you know, it's kind of, it, it's unbelievable some of the, the structures that they make. Um, and then I'm enjoying also the new, the new line of fashion. I mean, I believe a good designer can make something amazing that can fit any body type. That's where I, I really respect a designer because, yeah, you can make anything for, you know, six foot one, 110 pound, you know, hanger. But when you have all the different types of, you know, we're, some girls are five, two, some of us are six foot to, you know, we have some have big hips, some have bigger chests, you know, to, so a designer that is able to fit every type of woman's body type is really what I respect. Yeah. And do you do do you want to do like suits and stuff like that? I mean, that's what yeah. Saying. I had the men's suit line. Yep, we had a we have a men's suit line. Um, so we do custom suits, men men suits. Um, I want to expand and and do some crystals on the collars and have a little bit more fun with that. Um, in the future. Um, and uh, yeah, I love I love it all. <laughs> I love it all. So I've switched from we've had bathing suits to competition suits to just all of it. So it's if someone comes to me and they're like, I want this and this and this, you know, I can definitely get it all made. We design for individuals to you know having more of an inventory and unit you know type of sale as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that you're in fashion and fitness that's like those are two different worlds um, completely opposite <laughs> yeah. i go to it's fun because I, I go to the high fashion world where it's champagnes and then i go to the fitness world where it's protein shakes and i'm like okay i'll go back to the fashion world i like <laughs> i like the champagne more than the fitness shakes but <laughs> you know the protein shakes but no it's a great great balance and so with all that i've been doing my next step is the revolution of healing and um i have a partner ava diamond so it's caviar and diamonds this is so fabulous but uh She's been, uh, or she is, a, a mental health coach, licensed therapist, social worker for 25, 30 years. And um, she's uh, she competes as well in a different league, in a natural league, not the big leagues like mine. But uh, we are doing, we're going to do podcasts um, up to a radio show, hopefully an internet TV show of mental fitness and nutrition psychology. So it's a whole different approach to um really the whole entire fitness industry and diet and training and just all of it. It's uh, more based on your depression, anger, like your emotions and having that as the fuel for, for fitness. And then when it comes to the nutrition, it's not about a diet being told to do this and this and this. It's taking what you like of your foundation and then exploring your, like what you can take away from your diet to what you're attached to, what, what things that you do like, you know, working with what you are like, honestly wanting to eat, you know, for example, like, especially me in the fitness industry, when I say I don't eat breakfast, people freak out because we have been programmed. Oh my goodness. Breakfast, breakfast is, is the, the most, most important, important meal. meal. Yes. You know, we've all been told that. Well, for me, it's not. It sets me up to have a disastrous day. I normally don't eat before noon. I normally get one a workout in and I don't because once I start eating, this is my personal, you know, my truth. When I start eating, I want to keep eating throughout the day. So I procrastinate. Don't worry, I'm going to get the calories in. <laughs> you know, I'm going to eat. But for me to procrastinate until a little later in the afternoon sets me up for a better day. So it's just taking what honestly what you are you know, as an individual, being honest and real with it, like, okay, I like to eat at night, I like to eat snack food, or I like to eat buffet style, or I love my sugar, or I love my wine, or, you know, whatever it is, and keeping 
what you like. So you don't have that um, diet mode or like dreading, you know, any dread. Once you start dreading it or something's taken away, you're like, this stinks and it's only temporary. It's not going to work. You're not happy. And then learning about other things of, well, I don't really care about the cheese on the burger and taking the cheese away. Or I don't really care about the bun on the burger. So taking the bun away, you know, things that don't matter to you, you'll save the calories, you know, that way rather than, yeah, we all can eat fish and chicken and, and broccoli for the rest of our lives. But, you know, that's just not realistic. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, and then and then and this is the other aspect to it, too, is um, this is a, the revolution of healing is all free. Um, I want all every education on nutrition and fitness I want for free because it almost killed me not knowing the truth. And so this is my big passion. I want it all for free. And then we get funded by the advertising of what we do um, for our workbook that we'll be doing every single week and, and things like that. But um, then I'll be doing videos of, let's say you travel. So airport, an airport workout, a hotel workout, stay at home mom workout. I even have the food stamp workout, which what I'm going to do is you get your food from your food stamps. You weigh your potatoes and your apples and your cans and all that kind of stuff. It's five pounds. Okay. You work out with your food and then I'm going to flip it and give you recipes to make good, healthy food, you know, delicious meals with the food you just worked out with. So, you know, so the excuse of, I don't have money, I don't have time, I don't have, you know, whatever, I'm going to give that information available with videos and explaining it so that whenever you're ready to, to not have an excuse, it's there ready available for you, if that makes sense. And it's, you know, international. So anyone in the world can, <laughs> you know, find out my my specific training how i how i approach you know training and fitness which is really explaining to the public explaining going to a lat pull down and showing the 25 different ways how to do it and how it each way changes your body and so then you can take your power and control and learn okay this is if i want to have bigger glutes of this and this and this i do these exercises i know how to do this and 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 so forth so Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make a complex thing into a simple, <laughs> a simple way. How do you work out at, at, at an airport? Just curious. Oh, you know, it was great. My, I did this when I was stuck in the Chicago airport for 17 hours on Valentine's Day two years ago. And I was so sick of it. I was like sick of drinking wine and just sitting around at the airport. And I started doing lunges. And then at the at the chair, you know, all the chairs, their arms don't go up and stuff. So there you can do push-ups and dips. And I just started doing it and sit-ups and all this kind of stuff. And I had so many, I had hundreds of people join with me. I, I should have YouTubed it. I didn't think about it. But, you know, I had people just joining in. And afterwards, we all, like, tried to clean ourselves off. You know, in the bathrooms, we're all sweaty. But I was just like, I kind of said, screw it. Like, I'm not going to let these airport delays and all the cancellations ruin my workout, my diet, and my, you know, it's just a whole cycle that I get depressed and then, you know, just all of it. So I was like, I don't care what people think. Let's do some lunches. And people joined me. They loved it. Jumping jacks, plyometrics. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't wait to do the videos because then when once you see a group of people at the airport exercise and you'll be like, okay, their flight got delayed. You know, I know what that's about. <laughs> Yeah, I've always I've always had that idea of like either having a gym at the airport. Like I think they should have gyms in airports, at least one in every airport. Um, I also think they should have gyms like small, really small gyms on the plane. I mean, you can put bars, you can put like you can. There's so many things you can put on an uh, airplane. So I, I think that's like another thing that I think about. But it's interesting because I I would be like, oh, I'm not. 
Like, this is not a place where you go work out. I mean, I've seen it happen every once in a while where someone just, like, starts squatting in the middle of the, the plane. <laughs> right. And, and, and I don't care. It looks dorky. It looks dorky. You know, I don't care. I really don't. And, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to do dorky squats. I'm going to have, I'm going to have fun with it. You know, I, I get people involved. Let's go do some lunges down the thing. And people are like, they first stare. And then when you're like, come on, join in. They're like, okay. You know, so, and I always thought about having a gym in the, in the, um, I actually talked about it in airports, but just with the time, it's just not going to be that busy. They say, you know, for if it's one in like, especially a large airport to get to that destination, to be able to work out and stuff. But if they can help us with like designing a shower area or a cleanup area, better in the bathroom, bathroom area, you know, then maybe, you know, we can do something just on our own, but yeah, no excuses, man. No excuses. So what is like your nutritional philosophy? You know, cause everyone has a different take. Really, like I said, being honest with yourself of, for example, for me, I have to have my wine. I have to have my, my, um, my chocolate and I like frosting. I mean, I'm just being real. So, you know, knowing that then I don't care about bread. I don't care about pasta. I don't care about any of that other stuff. So if I can keep what I really like in my diet, then I'm not dreading the day. I'm not dreading the meal. I'm not dreading, you know, what life really for me. Um, and then I can be disciplined and strict in other ways. So um, I like to challenge myself. My favorite is is high, medium, and low day. So the first day is high carb day. So you have more of your, you know, I want to say a cheat meal, but more of your carbs that you like. And then the next day is medium. So you take away either your night carbs and lunch carbs, or, you know, you just take away half your carbs, whether it's in the morning or night, whatever works for your mind and emotions. And then the the low carb day is trying to eat just vegetables and, and fruit that day. So you have like a one disciplined day and then you get to look forward to the next day, which is high carb again. And that way it keeps your body, you know, kind of like tricking, like, I don't really know what to, what to expect. And you're not like dreading every single day of your life, like a whole week of diet. No, it's just one day. And the next day you get to, you know, eat a little bit more again, you know, and it has just been something that's just really worked for me of, of, of a lifestyle of over 15 years, you know, lifestyle and having a little bit of a balance. So when you go out to eat, when you do have, have to travel or, you know, aren't in control of what kind of food you're going to be able to make a choice, well, that's going to be more your high heart, high carb day. And then the next day, if it was really bad, then just do a low one, you know, and get back on track and it, it evens out. So yeah. But being honest with yourself, you know, and then and then becoming aware. I mean, I tell everyone that wants some nutrition advice, just write down your foods for three days. And when I say write down your foods, it's okay. Um, chicken, is it grilled? Is it fried? Is there sauce? Um, do you have a, a, a side? You know, when it when it comes to a salad, are you having the dressing on the side? Are there nuts? You know, people think like salads are healthy, but that can be the highest calorie meal you can find when you have a bunch of stuff in there. Um, so finding like becoming aware of the specifics of it. Okay. You drink coffee. Do you have coffee, uh, sugar and cream in it? Cause those are calories every day. Um, oatmeal. So many people are like, yeah, I eat oatmeal and it's the sugar kind with the raisins. And I'm like, no, that's not oatmeal. That's dessert. <laughs> you know, so becoming aware of, of what you're eating and then once you write it down, look at it and, and you can be like, okay, I really like this food. I didn't care about the other. So the next day you can, you know, be like, all right, let me just take that away and see how I feel. And you, you, you know, took away six, 700 calories, you know, with just, you know, becoming aware of, I, I don't care about ketchup. 
I don't care, you know, um, whatever it may be. Um, and it's a lifestyle. So becoming aware of like, I, I know my body so well. I know what a white potato does versus a sweet potato. I know how that looks. I know what like cardio for me, it takes five days to show up on my body. And then in three days, if I don't do it, it shows up. Like I just know my body that well and, and so in tune with it that I have the control and power to sculpt my body however I want. Now, I do have to find my inner discipline since I do, I, I do know what to do. Then I have to find my inner discipline to do that, <laughs> you know, and that's another choice. But, you know, but even just knowing what to, what to do. It's just such a powerful thing for, for everyone. And I, I believe everyone deserves that for free. I really do. I think, it, you know, it's only fair to know what foods do for you and, and what you are enjoying and what you're not enjoying when it comes to nutrition. Mm -hmm. What about the other side, training? What is your, do you, do you advocate like weights? Do you, what is your kind of philosophy on that? No, well, like I said, I want to start flipping people's brains to more of the mental part of it. So um, cardio for me is important in the morning for a de-stressor, um, circulation in my body, um, kind of like meditation, um, um, like all my anxiety and all that, that goes away. Um, when I'm more frustrated and angry, I focus on lifting weights. Now, um, I, I believe everyone should have a body physique and like a dream, a couple pictures or whatever, you can draw it out of your dream physique. This is all, don't tell anybody, this is all your private journey, okay? And so the areas that you want to grow, which girls normally is, is booty, you know, and legs, and guys normally like chest or shoulders or whatever, that's when you lift heavy with your anger. And I even, do, I'm going to do videos of like, I'm doing the leg press and I'm, I have a picture of my ex and I'm mad and I'm pushing 1500 pounds because I'm freaking mad at him. And, you know, like I did that when I was training for my pro card and the people next to me in the gym were laughing. They're like, I'm mad at my wife. And I'm like, yeah, take it out, you know, like take it out on the weights. And then your, your anger is not so much there anymore because you're so tired, you know, and then you're growing the areas that you want to. So, so that's kind of more my thing. Um, I know every trick in the book, I think, or otherwise I'll ask other people, you know, come in and be my guest so to explain different tricks of, you know, I, I just said one the other day, do, do 25, 50 plyometric or jumping jacks in between like every 10 minutes of cardio and you're going to get a lot leaner and you're going to, you know, your heart rate's going to go up and it's just going to be a lot more effective. So there's so many different tricks. Um, there are people out there that need to gain weight, you know, want to gain muscle. So like my number one trick for that is if it's not too hot, like every time you stop at a red light, get a handful of trail mix and eat it because it's like a perfect carb protein fat for you. And then you're not thinking about it and it's like red light. Okay. Eat trail mix. And so you're getting those calories in consistently so you can gain that muscle, you know, type of thing. So there's all kinds of different tricks that we could go on forever about, but um, focusing more of, you know, what your body, what you want your body physique to be, and then transferring your emotions and all the different feelings that you have into your training. Um, and then like for toning, I like to do a pick a number day and um, like a four or a six or an eight. And what that means is you're going to do a negative count of it. So like, let's say I do a pull up. My day's six. So I pull up fast and then it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, down, pause, and explode up. Well, what that does is it's working your muscles in a completely different way and it works your abs by holding the position, you know. So I like to do like a negative day, pick a number day, and that's going to be for more toning. I hope that makes sense. So 
Mm-hmm. I have a whole different way of training than, <laughs> than anyone else, else out there. So that's why I'm going to do videos to explain it all. Mm-hmm. So you can just look it up. You know, you can Google, all right, gl- grow glutes in hotel. And a video will be up there with, with me showing you how to gl- gl- grow your glutes in the hotel room, <laughs> you know. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do you think is the best way to grow glutes? I mean, that's like some, I mean, all I have is athletes and people trying to, I mean, everyone does it differently. It's really weird. If you're trying to grow, you have to work them at least two times, two to three times a week. I work my glutes five times a week. People are like, oh my gosh. No, I'm not saying I, I don't go in and I do a leg day. Sometimes if I need to focus on an area, I work out like maybe like four or five exercises, you can call it like a leg day. But for me, it's just, I, I, I have a little expression. I need to keep puffing the pillows and my glutes are the pillows. Like, so the more I kind of work them, um, one day I'll do, I'll do the squats and deadlifts. The next day I do a plyometric squat, um, or sprinting type workout. Uh, another one that I do like outer thigh stuff, band work, um, you know, uh, jumps, whatever I do, you know, to spice it up. So, um, but especially if you want to grow them, you have to do them at least twice a week, um, and just keep pounding it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So y- you have a lot of tricks. I, I, I think that's interesting because a lot of people want to know what are all these tricks or yeah. what should you do if I want to do this, you know? In my hotel, you know, of course, what do I do? Like, you know, there are certain exercises I can do. Um, and I, everyone's always like, I don't know, this is just something I noticed. It's like, well, I, I can't go to the gym right now, so there is no way I can kind of do It's an excuse. Anything. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's excuse all the way. I mean, my hardest moment, I had it, you know, you have to practice what you preach. My last show, I was, I was living in Minneapolis, and my show was in Phoenix, Arizona, and the day before I was supposed to fly, my car got broken into and my ID was taken. So at that moment, I realized I have to rent a car to drive over to Phoenix because I can't fly because I can't get a license by that time, you know, by that time to fly. And so I did. I rented a car to get to the show. And every hour I went on the side of the road and I did 25 to 50 plyometric jumps because I didn't I had to work out like I didn't know how to work out and also drive that in that speed for a pro show. And I, I, I signed a contract. I have to go or they sue me, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then I Googled parks so I could go run some parks in different States. I ran out like just, you know, kids parks, just run some sprints. And that was my workout, you know? So it's like, if you really want something, a goal to be attained, you got to dig deep and find a way, you know? And, um, I'm not telling anyone to go that extreme, but you know, it's like, you know, these were my goals and I, I don't care what life brings your way. If you really want to love yourself and take care of yourself, which you deserve to do, you're going to find a way and, you know, and you have to be creative and think outside the box. Yeah, maybe you can't go to the gym and do what you think you need to do. But, you know, sometimes doing 400 just jumping jacks is better for you or just holding a plank for two minutes. You're going to get a huge, awesome workout, you know, that it might affect your body even better than what you're used to doing, you know. So, yeah. And also you feel better. That's what I want to focus on is, okay, even if you do 10 minutes, you feel you attained a goal, you got some circulation in your body, you got some endorphins going on, so depressed, you don't feel like such a loser and such a lazy bomb and, you know, all that is just that whole entire cycle. And if you do it four times a day, 10 minutes or something, there you go. That's a 40 minute awesome workout. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> 
and of course fitness is like a huge part but i think i do think i still think fitness and fashion kind of interline so Mm -hmm. what what is your kind of opinion or thoughts on like fitness fashion you know like gym shark leggings and this and that like this is like uh like what what do you think about all that oh well i i mean anyone that knows me personally i i spice up my my outfits I like a lot of color and bling and all that just because I just to have some fun you know in the gym I mean <laughs> so but and then you feel better I, I um you know us women like I I like lingerie underneath some of my shirts and stuff and I'll put some lace on and I mean I you know I, I go and have fun with it because this is really like my social life to be honest with you because I work out two to three times a day every day so you know but um and then I feel sexier and it's just a lot of fun um when it comes to guys you know just have fun with it as well. I mean, um, something that's comfortable. I know I was designing workout shorts for men and I didn't realize how complex that was of pocket size to, you know, <laughs> leg thigh size, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, so just having it comfortable so you can really focus on whatever you want to do. But for us women, I mean, it's just, it's just such a blast to come up with different styles. I was doing like fitness jewelry, which if you wear a half top and you have like your abs showing, I had like a necklace that would go underneath and hang underneath like between your in your abs it was just a low cut neck uh necklace you know with that and it was just so people loved it it was just a lot of fun just to accentuate the abs you know ab jewelry it was called or whatever just have fun you know and, and what's so great is fitness is popular now that before it was so taboo or whatever so there's just so many ideas out there and whatever size you are whatever stage you are you know, go rock whatever curves and beauty that you have. I mean, we're all beautiful in different ways. So go rock it and show it off. I mean, I tell my, my girlfriends, I'm like, walk like no other on that treadmill. Swing those hips and swing those arms. Like, swing it. Do that walk. You know, you burn more calories that way and you feel sexy. You know, why not? You know, come on, put on some Latin music, put, you know, Mark Anthony on and start swinging those hips, you know, and, and just go have a lot of fun with it because, this is really the way you're loving your body. You're, this is, this is you loving your body, you know, and loving yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like fitness and fashion is, they, they kind of are the same kind of just different. I mean, how do you deal with like the, I mean, of course they're separate worlds. So do you have mm-hmm. like your fitness friends and then you have your, your, your fashion friends and then you got your fitness friends or is there like a, where you have both? No, I think everybody likes both in in an aspect. So, I mean, a lot of my models, like in the fitness world, I mean, fashion world, I'm sorry, like they all want me to give them different tips of stuff. Just because you're really skinny doesn't mean you have nice curves. A lot of them are flabby and, you know, it's not that that, that cute. So, and then, you know, my, my fitness people, they love fashion or they, they're like, oh, I love this gown or can I wear this? That's the other thing is there aren't many things, examples in the past of, other than workout clothes for, you know, girls with muscles or, or really lean, you know, just having that athletic look, they don't know what to wear. And it's all about the cut. Um, you know, try something on. If it does not help your body accentuate your body, take that stupid thing off, you know, and that's just not your style. And there's another one out there. So, you know, so it's really about extending, extenuating what you have and feeling confident that, I mean, feel confident and beautiful. So I think it's a hunger for both. It's really this balance. The fitness world wants to feel more beautiful and feminine, you know, and elegant. And then the fashion world, they, they want to know about the fitness because it, honestly, it's sexy. You know, a, a fit guy and a fit girl, it, that's a sexy look. You know, I mean, th- a lot of people don't want to admit it. And they say, oh, you're, you know, 
you look like a man or you look like this and this, but inside they're jealous because it's a sexy look. It really is. I mean, so not to have fat everywhere, you know, bouncing around and having a nice tight, you know, athletic body. It's hot and it makes the clothes look better and certain things like tight dresses and, you know, <laughs> all of it. So, <laughs> yeah. And is it like, of course, the style and the like, I don't know, so some stuff just doesn't either fit right or it looks strange. Like, uh, oh, it's cuts. harder to put. Yeah, the more curves you have and the more just angles of that. I mean, if you're really if you just have limbs, you know, it's easy to put something on, you know, but when you have more curves, it's just some things work and some things don't. And, um, you know, it's all about the cut. I mean, the cut for like for my arm, you know, with, with, to accentuate my shoulder better needs to be more on the side rather than upright, not more towards my shoulder rather than my neck. You know, if I put it to the side, just that one inch movement changes my entire physique you know of it so um you know putting belts on high or low for women um you know just uh, how long your dress should your skirt should be to accentuate i mean it's just those tiny specifics of if that doesn't work well maybe if you move it down for two inches it is going to work you know and so just finding your own style it's okay to look in the mirror and try on all your clothes and start, you know, pretending you're doing Instagram pictures of your selfies of yourself you know? <laughs> and, and figure out what works for you and what you feel comfortable in, you know, and secure. And then that changes everything else in your life. Your relationships get better. Your performance gets better. Just life in general gets better when you feel secure and, and healthy inside. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, trying to i mean online shopping is a big thing now i mean i don't know the last time i went to like a, a retail store and bought something so like that's mm -hmm. that's like something that i always see like it's like man everyone's just buying stuff online so how how do you find something i mean it's and if you go to the store you just look through you try everything on you know but when you go online you're just like oh there's so many different types of this patterns and colors and and it's just like it's beautiful, but you know you always want to check something before, you know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know what works on me in general. Like you know, leggings always seem to work for me. So I know what I'm looking for, and then you know, or whatever. But it, it took a bunch of different, you know, um, chances. You know, the good thing about online is normally you can return it for free. You know, hopefully you're not lazy enough, or too lazy to you know go to the post office and return it, but. Um, after a while you get to know your style, what works. And then when I do find that certain cut or whatever, then I buy like 16 different colors of it or, you know, whatever, like, you know, and, and play around with it. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of a trial and error thing. Um, or I go into the stores and see what fits different styles. And then I also compare prices, you know, later, I know the retail stores get mad at me for saying that, but, you know, I'll try it on and I know like that style works and then I can go Google it and find a cheaper version or whatever of that too. So, you know, it's trial and error. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think are like the best brands? It depends. I mean, it, it completely depends on the fit and what the goal is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and is that something you, you'd want to do like fitness kind of outfits? Like, you know, I mean, men's. no, because all my pro girls do that when they, when they go pro, they do their own type of line and, and they're all kind of competing against themselves with that um so i'll let them do that there's so much out there already um but i would, I would love to do makeovers i mean that would be something really fun you know that would be a, a blast for me but um 
no, I'll, I'll stick with the high fashion and more like couture stuff. I want to do like a casual, more casual line of that, but not to, to the workout stuff. Um, but I like to send trends of my own personal style. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. I used to take a lot of selfies with the different things, knee high socks, you know, to, I mean, just having it fun. I mean, you got to have fun, you know, otherwise you get bored and it's just, it's just tedious thing. And it's like, Oh, I have to go work out now. You know, I don't like that attitude. I want to be like, oh, this is the fun part of my day. That's, you know, let's go do it. What, yeah. what keeps you so motivated? Um, for me, it's just my, my demons of having an eating disorder and my coping skills. So I know for me, I, I've dieted almost all my life. So I want to eat. I don't want to diet anymore. I want to eat like pizza sometimes. I want to eat some regular food. So for me to be able to do that and not have a, a bad effect on my mind and emotions, I know I have to do a lot of cardio. I have to do cardio twice a day just because my body's used to it and whatever. So it's, it's just this balance of instead of dreading it, I'm like, okay, I know I need to, I have to do this for myself so that I can enjoy the rest of my life, kind of like a deposit, you know, for the rest of my life. And it's, it's really good for me. So then, yeah, some days are a lot harder and that's where inner discipline comes in. You have to pick yourself up and do it or just do half of it or whatever. But, um, and then I have bad days and I allow myself to have a bad day. And that next day, normally my workout is 15 times harder, you know, just because I'm so motivated because I had a bad day the, the day before. So, so it's an internal drive of my coping skills. Um, uh, because if I don't, then, you know, I'll start, I, I lose myself and the depression comes in, my body still, you know, it doesn't look as good. Um, I have a lot of emphasis on, on my physique cause that's how I get paid. You know, most people don't have to have that curse of what I do, you know, but, um, so I take it a little bit more serious, you know, just because of that. But, um, you know, I just know the cycle of if I don't do that, if I don't pay that dues, just put my time in, just go in there and do my workout. It's my 40 minutes, whatever it is, my whole life is going to be better. I'm going to be a better me. And that's what motivates me. Do you enjoy the process of it all? Like the. I mean, it's it's pretty much a grind most of the time, or at least a good piece. It's a never-ending. You can always get better, um, and then of course a, a, a fight with you're also getting older, you know, <laughs> throughout the years. But yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, girls ask me, "How do I get your legs?" And I, I'm like, "Well, it took 25 years." I mean, you know, it's it's just an everyday. I, I work hard. Um, for different moments, you know, and, and it's just cool to see my whole like nine years of competing and seeing how my physique has changed. That's a lot of times when I, I can't see it until I go on stage and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, and that motivates me. Or what I love is when you start really training hard or like, you, you know, you're upping it up or dieting better or whatever. I don't want to say diet, but eating better and all that. And you can feel it. Like when you take a shower and your curves are just different, your body's different, either for girls, it's tighter guys, you're chest is bigger and you can feel it like oh wow you know it's like that is so motivating it's like oh wow it's like my body is transforming i can feel it you know um that's very motivating so yeah and and you know i for some people i encourage pictures because it is a slower process so and you look at yourself every day so a lot of times you don't see that five pounds go other people will see it but you don't see it and that you know it's like frustrating because you look at yourself and it's such a slow slow process so if you take some pictures and like look back three months before and you're like oh wow and that's motivating you're like yeah my waistline is a lot smaller or you know 
this, like my shoulders are a lot, my arms are a lot bigger, you know, for guys. Okay. And, and, you know, that's a great motivation. Keep doing it. It's working. Uh, yeah. I always think that's, that's amazing. And especially like huge changes. I mean, most of the time people don't notice their own. Of course you said they don't notice that they've changed. And then someone points it out to them and like, they're like, no, I haven't, you know, my quads aren't bigger or my chest isn't bigger, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, or your glutes or whatever you want to say. It's just it, mm-hmm. like they change, but you don't notice it because there's such small changes day by day because you see yourself every day. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it was wonderful talking to you, Cavi. Thank so, you, Brandon. <laughs> is, so is that like your nickname, Caviar? Is that like? Uh, yeah well I just yeah it is I mean it's it's obviously my company but I mean people call me caviar you know just just for the fun of it <laughs> so yeah you can call me caviar but cavi um it's it's a it's fun because I just don't want I don't want to be called Kathy my one of my shows it was an amateur show the the guy goes Kathy Santos and you know it's Cavi Sonios. I mean, you know now here I am in South Florida, so I, I, everyone's Cuban, and I'm like I'm not Cuban, you know I'm not Santos, and I'm not Kathy. <laughs> you know? So, so Cavi is a good like caviar to remember the name is is you know a, a cute way to do it. <laughs> All right, well it was a pleasure talking to you, Cavi. Um, it was it was interesting. I think you everyone got something out of the the conversation, and you know you're quite the talker, and I think it's it's really good about you. So awesome. Well, thank you for spending this uh, 45 minutes with me and, and hopefully we can inspire the world a little bit, you know, with just our example of, of what we do. So 